want to start this episode off by saying rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. I was in the middle of like playing a, a game with a couple of my friends and we were just like chilling out, having a good time. Friends of mine just like was flipping through Twitter and they were just like, oh, uh, hey, did you guys know that Chadwick Boseman just like died from like colon cancer? Already, you know, passed away peacefully uh, amongst his, you know, close family and friends. So, you know, the best you could ask for, for someone who I believe earned his, you know, place as as an artist in this world. You know what I'm saying? We've got a stacked to the brim, filled to the tippity top max capacity uh, going <laughs> off for you this week. And mm-hmm. I think everyone knows by now. And for once, we're actually not late on this. In fact, we are on the cutting edge. We have got all 12. We collected all the double XL infinity stones and we're ready to go with this double XL freshman freestyle 2020. It's a star-studded night muse. Oh my god, the stars are out tonight. Uh, <laughs> let's let's see how bright they shine. <laughs> so just like in 2019 and maybe 2018, we've done this for at least a few years now. We're going to rank uh, what we thought because we're not getting the cipher because of COVID. So we got the individual yeah, freestyles. <laughs> no, and by the time it's safe to, I don't think they're going to even want to. So this is probably all we're going to get. What do you want to start with? Wor- worst or first? Worst, absolutely worst. Fucking low key. Yep. <laughs> Let's get this shit the fuck out the way now. <laughs> oh my lord. I don't want to spend any more breath on him than I have to, so yeah, I'm good getting him out I, the way. Real I'll make early. it rain like Harry Dumbin. <laughs> what, what in the world? <laughs> this Eric Cartman ass delivery. Uh, and I, I'm like. <laughs> A lot of these were really short, and this one was one of those, thankfully, mm. gracefully, very short. And I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm going to give him a slightly bit more credit than I think most people will and say that if this verse was delivered maybe in a better way or by someone else, it might not have been that bad. Yeah, like if it was from the song that it's clearly originally from. <laughs> and I'm stuffing all these bands in my pants. Man. Money growing old like my grand parents. Oh, outside man. white, but the inside crayon. Barry, <laughs> I'll make it rain. No, Harriet, tell me. And then just, I do no favors for motherfucking lame. It's just and like, I'm come out. on, man. Money grow old like grand. Dude's delivery straight up sounded like fucking Smokey from Friday if he joined Bone Thugs and Harmony. What the fuck are we listening to right now? Is- Normally going in to the double XL, I'm familiar with a handful of the people listed, and this is totally on me that I'm very unfamiliar with just about everyone on this list. Almost, uh, honest, uh, the I only person I knew of going in was Chica. I think it gives me kind of an edge because. This is my first introduction to them, and for most of them, I don't have a bias for most of these people because I'm not familiar with with what they've done outside of this. I'm purely (laughs) judging their performance in this freestyle and what I thought of it and nothing else. And so, based on that, you and I both agree that Lil' Keed is indeed the worst one. Uh, Lil' Keed is number 12 (laughs) on my list as well, yes. Now, who do you have for uh, the second uh, to worst? Next, I put 24K Golden. 
when I first, without reading along on Genius or whatever, he, in fact, was uh, my second to last also. But afterwards, he bumped up a few spots, but I'd like to why? hear what why? your thoughts tell me, t- tell me why, because I-, I think if it's like me, it- it- it's because, like, you heard him sing at the end, and you were like, huh, that was a little better than I thought it would be, based on the very lackluster rapping that was happening before, but that actually had, like, some character to it, right? No, um, I hated the second part. I was here for the rapping half. The rapping was so mediocre, just like, yeah, yeah, you got bags and blah, blah, blah. But then when he had, like, a little bit of crinkle, like, in his voice when he was singing, I was like, oh, that had some character to it. Like, I thought his singing was awful. It's not like it was, like, you know, you know, clean and great, but, it, like, it had an individualisticness to it, like like in a Kid Cudi sort of way. It's like, okay, he's not really, like, singing well, but, like, oh, it has a unique sort of flair that someone might go to based on that. Like, someone might listen to the song and, be, like, I can imagine someone listening to his songs and being like, yeah, I didn't really pay attention to the verses, but the, but the hooks sound really good. Like, that's purely what he sounds like to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, just off the rip because of this, you know? A lot of people want what I have but I ain't really satisfied with that. Bigger ticket items in the back, temporary love and never last. I remember sealing up these packs, credit card scams and all of that. Certain things I could never tell my father. Wasn't trying to deal with all the drama. There was a little bit in there. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, you know. Good kid turned to a beast trying to save the world. It's up to me. I remember mobbing through these streets. Now I'm busy mobbing on the beat. I thought that was pretty okay. I'm not saying stellar by any stretch, but I thought it was leaps and bounds uh, better than his singing. I wish it would have cut off before the singing because that's what ruined it for me. I had in the second to last spot, Lil TJ. You know what? That really threw me too because I could swear I've heard this guy before and I remember he sounded good because like... I, I, and I even enjoyed his singing here, but at the same time, I was just like, yeah, he's not saying anything. It was very forgettable, and for me, the problem was how rushed through it was. Like, he just felt like, it felt like he just wanted to get out of there. Oh, my man, you want to talk about rushed? <laughs> man, that that could apply to a few of these folks. Um, <laughs> I was specifically thinking about your boy NLE Chopper. <laughs> Nelly Chapa. Oh, well, what? The dude who was there for like a minute and a half? <laughs> but did you hear him rapping where it was just like, oh, yeah, I, I gotta say this and then, and then I gotta say this? And, oh, oh my god. Like, he, his was at least the most respectable in the sense that, like, it actually sounded like a freestyle. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he had energy and, you know, a lot of it kind of didn't run, but, like, you know, it felt like he was like, alright, boom, I'm gonna come in, and I'm gonna say some shit, and let's just see what happens if I just say it off the dome. Like, I could respect it for that alone, but, like, content-wise, it was just like, yeah, it's mostly just hype for this, you know what I mean? Uh, who did you have in the third spot? So, yeah, I, I put Lil Key, 24K Golden, and then NLE Choppa as ah. my third lowest spot, and then Lil TJ. In my third spot, I got Cowboy. It was definitely, like, mediocre, but it was in that, like, serviceable sort of way. Like, I definitely wouldn't go to it, but, like, oh, you actually did put in some sort of wordplay, but there were definitely times where it was, like, put the minimum amount of creativity into some of these rhymes to make it more interesting, because there were some times where we were just, like... No, you. I think you just rhymed that thing twice, and like, like that one part was like, uh, you know, the world made me violent, and then like she broke my heart, made me violent, like right at the end, where it was just like I kind of was on board when he said like, oh, the world made me violent, oh yeah, product of my environment, and then with just doubling it up, but then just using the same rhyme, it was just kind of like, 
uh, you just squandered like the emotional pull that was going there, but then making it this weird thing about ooh, girls may be violent. Like oh, ooh, I don't want to think about that. Okay, you know, like <laughs> a lot of the shortcomings. Um, I would be willing to overlook if the rappers had energy and charisma. Absolutely, needed more but energy. When, Absolutely. But when you've got low energy and your verse is like weak to whack bars, I don't really know. I don't have anything to cling to. So that that's why he, uh, because he was serviceable. He's still in the bottom third, though, unfortunately. Uh, then after him is where I put uh, 24 Golden as number nine worst. Um, because I thought his rap was a little bit better than Cowboy, but that fucking singing just tanked it for me. I can understand that, though. Who'd you have I, I, that, that might be just a thing of taste, you know what I'm saying, at, at that oh, point, you know? I, I think a lot of this is going to come down to taste, especially in 2019, our lists were vastly different, so I'm well, curious I to see I think there's going to be uh, some uh, unifying factors as we get a little higher up this list. I'd uh, like to think so. <laughs> so, moving into my next one, I have Mulatto above Lil TJ. Um, I think her verse was just, like, mediocre for the most part, but then she kind of had a little bit of swag at the end where, like, she said something a little slick that was like, you can't have a little bit of a joke in there and have it not just be like, oh, yeah, I got a lot more money than you. My dad sold white and duck. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, yeah, and, and, and what? You know, like, the futuristic airplane stewardess, uh, you know, outfit was a little off-putting. <laughs> Some fucking Fifth Element shit. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> and they started on a weird angle, so it just made it even more weird, I think. What What the fuck were they doing with the cameras? Oh, no. By the way? Look, <laughs> they were just doing what they could. <laughs> like, especially with TJ, I remember it ended, like, above him, so he was, like, looking up at the... Why are you fucking with these dudes like that? Yeah! They're I think they were just trying nervous. to have something dynamic looking since, like, you know, they can't touch each other or anything, you know? But, just like, fucking, just have some creative <laughs> lighting behind them and you're good. Like, the Baby Key one actually had some cool lighting going on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they had actually some... tried something with his. Yeah, but just having it be, like, at weird angle, because especially with, like, some of the worst ones, like, with Lil' Keed, it was just so awkward. He was like, like green, piss, <laughs> like, the, the camera just at this really weird angle, which is like, this wouldn't even look cool cool saying this normally but like knowing that you're like straining your neck up to say it yeah. makes it look more awkward that's so unnecessary <laughs> um in my eighth spot um i've got five yo foreign another dude who hmm. um i thought like you had mentioned earlier with i want to say tj uh he kind of had the absolutely sounded like this was off the dome and for that i gave him some extra credit because there were some weaker aspects of it, yeah. um, but it was still entertaining to me enough where it definitely just sounded like he was just kind of, all right, all right, then, then this. Yeah, and, but there was and, uh, some flair to it, Bow! I feel. He's yeah. Like, like, it's full of, uh, and, like, he's repeating a lot of ideas. True. But then, yeah, it's got... It's got the personality that I thought was able to make up for some of those aspects that if it if it wasn't there, I definitely would have graded him um, more harshly. So for me, it was so we got uh, Lil Keed, 24K Golden, NLE Chopper, Lil TJ, Mulatto, Cowboy, 
and then Baby Keem to me. He was just out of the top five by nature of like, first of all, we had already reviewed his album and, you know, I'd just recently done the worst lyrics on him. And so we already know how we feel about him. <laughs> so his well's been poisoned a little bit. But actually, like, this verse was like, not that bad. I was like, huh, okay. He's trying to be all like personal. And, you know, he's like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna barely say my verse. You know, I'm just like the little shy boy. You know, I'm the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he's playing the shy character. And it's like, and it was one of those things where like, I almost couldn't hear what he was saying, but like, from what I was catching was, was like, okay, but I can still respect it though. I can respect where he's going and how he's trying to texture the verse by, you know, using the delivery in this sort of, you know, dispassionate sort of way. You know what I mean? Like purposefully. And so like, I could respect that. And that's what made it shoot up a little higher than I was expecting it to be, you know, based on his name alone, honestly. You know what I mean? Like it actually kind of surprised me. My bottom half looks like Lil Keed, Lil TJ, Cowboy, uh, 24 Golden, 5 Yo Foreign. Then I got Mulatto as my number seven. I like the swagger. I think that's what kind of made it for me. The flow left a little bit to be desired, and at times was a little frustrating. Like, I just kind of wanted to, like, pull the words out. Like, all right. Right. Like, it was kind of <laughs> lagging in a weird way. But, yeah, that uh, that swagger you mentioned earlier. Um when pimple folks like China, pussy all in your liner, four or five different designers, they're all like, I should have signed her. Can't keep up, they try and, bitch, you play like a vinyl. When they ask, is this pussy mine? I told them, kinda. Yeah, right. And just a little, like, kinda, like, turned away and walked away. I was like, okay. Right out of my top five, number six, that's where I got NLE Choppa. Um, mm. I thought he was all right. Definitely mumbled at one point where it was just like, oh, I just didn't hear what you were saying there. <laughs> yeah. I know we disagreed last year about the uh, baby. Uh, mm. He kind of had the baby syndrome for me where it was a long freestyle. Uh, mm -hmm. For the most part, it was very high energy, very consistent flow. And it felt like you were like supposed to respect it because it was long as opposed to like what was within it. Because it was very underwhelming. It was very yeah. underwhelming gangbang bars. It was like, all right, cool. Like... In that, uh, the energy and the flow saved him, in my opinion. Um, because, yeah, what he was saying really didn't offer me too much. I got Baby Keem as my number five. I really liked um, the bars more than the too cool for the room, half asleep delivery, the I ain't gonna look at the camera. Uh, you know, it was fucking triple X vibes. Cause yeah. it's like <laughs> My number five was Chica. I was torn between Chica and Fivio Four, and purely because it was just like Chica had the most, um, like I think had the wittier lyricism between the two in terms of like how she was like spinning shit and stuff like that. But then like I saw Fivio Four and had this sort of style and flair to his shit that just made me like, uh, but like if you told me right now based on these two songs, like based on these two verses, like, okay, who do you want to hear a song from right now? I would probably go with Fivio Four. And even though I know Chica as like, you know what I'm saying? Typically being a probably way more talented artist, but it's just like, based on this, it's just like, ah, but I feel like I would want to listen to the Fivio Foreign song, but the Chica song definitely would sound like chill too, but it would sound a lot more low key as to what she's trying to do. You know what I'm saying? My number four is Rod Wave. Um, I liked his high energy, and um, especially because it was a rather lengthy freestyle, I was surprised how 
it just was very consistent throughout. Not a lot of memorable bars overall, um, but I thought it was solid. I appreciated the story of what he was doing. I think he pulled me in with that. And and maybe it was partially just like the way he, <laughs> he just kind of looked like he was sweating and then it was just like, you know, so there was just like that element of like, that James Brown element of like, this, this verse is coming from pain. So like, you know, oh man, I got to dab myself real quick, <laughs> you know? I like that he dabs himself in the video and his picture on the on the website has a fucking towel on his head. But, like, but honestly, I'm like, always sweating. I think he plays it off cool though. It's like you know, you can tell he's like, all right, it's probably a little hot in here, you know. But it's just like, all right, but it's cool. But I'm giving, I'm still being consistent. Like, and you can tell through the way that I'm flowing that I'm still like, I still got you. I just need to fucking dab myself real quick. Like you know, I'm not being weak with the bars or the flow or the delivery. I just you know, it's a little hot in here. <laughs> Back then in the eleventh grade, was addicted to popping seals. I love mm-hmm. sipping that lean. I love the way it makes me feel. The smile up on my face, baby, because I've been swallowing pills. Couldn't focus in class. My mind stuck on them M's. Was thinking about the past. That shit giving me chills. I never thought I'd see the day I got a record deal. Very good flow on him. Um, right behind Chica. Chica was my number three. But it would have been higher if it was a longer verse. Yeah. Because it was very short. This fucking 30-second thing. And she is the one person who I do have... Uh, prior experience and a bias with of like you were known on Twitter for the longest time for making these fucking like Absol- that's exactly minute what I was to thinking. two minute yeah. long loaded really powerful very punchy freestyles and yeah, this is okay. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly. I was like, I mean, all right, I mean, it's okay. It's <laughs> not the best I've heard from her. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> so number five, is Chica. Number four, Vivio Foreign. Number three, Polo G. He's the dude I've been kind of riding for. He, I think he fucking spazzed on this shit. But with the fucking going number one for every time that we was put last, I fucking love that shit. It wasn't me. Like, was he wearing some fucking, that blue shit he was wearing, that fucking Marty McFly futuristic shit? Like, what was that? I was like, yo, is that, is that next? Is that what everyone's going to be rocking next week, next year? <laughs> when everyone gets out of quarantine? <laughs> But yeah, everything was like multi-syllabic. A- Andy was singing. Like, it was just like, dude, I'm mastering everything at the same time right now. And I'm giving you the full package. I was like, holy shit. I'm fucking like, I'm here for it. I thought he was going to be my number one. But honestly, I put Rod Wave above him. I really appreciated the whole package that he had going like even more than what Polo was having. And, and I couldn't even believe that. But then Jack Harlow. God damn it. <laughs> My top five, Baby Keem, Rod Wave, Chica, Jack Harlow, very close number two. I mm-hmm. gotta give Polo G that number one spot. Yeah, I, I can understand. <laughs> See, at this point, it's just like, we're splitting hairs. <laughs> Jack Harlow surprising everyone being the only white dude bringing a solid verse about the fucking Black Lives Matter protest. Right, because he's like, all right, I know what's up. Like, all right, I see you, white boy. I see you. <laughs> he doesn't miss a fucking beat. I got written down for him. The uh, Last night, the people learned how to throw stones, so they're shooting tear gas at them, make sure they go home. In the past, it ain't last. But that's all changed. The world's unturned. They're leaving no stone. Killed him outside and they left him stone cold. Left him in the street and his family with a broken home. Barbecue man with a business, homegrown. Even gave away the place to the fellas on patrol. Everybody knows they never tell you, I don't know, stories from my grandkids. I can't tell if I don't go. Yeah. It's fucking good, but goddamn Polo G. But Polo G is unrelenting. (laughs) Polo G pulls it out for me because he not only had an incredibly strong verse, super impressive, 
but his fucking smooth flow making mm-hmm. that shit look so easy. On the west side, I'm trying to hustle for a little cash. Angel on my shoulder can't convince me that I shouldn't spaz. Ugh. Disrespecting him with a zipper and a foot tag like a track race that gun went off and they took as He was the total package, the total package uh, for me that just eked out. Uh, Jack Harlow. For me, straight up, when he was like laying out the story, like Jack Harlow, like like I kind of welled up a bit, like as he was describing it. I was like, Hol- "Holy shit! All right, you actually kind of got me." <laughs> We've got two listener requested albums this week. We got to start with the the independent guy because oh boy. So it's been a long time. It's been a while since we've done this. We haven't played this one but once on the whole tour. Um, the reviewing an album uh, requested by the artist themselves. And That's up right. until recently, we, for a very specific reason, uh, said we weren't going to be doing that anymore. Um, because the last one was so fucking rough, and it was a slog, and we hated it oh so much, and we never wanted to do it again. We, we don't want to make fun of you guys, you know? <laughs> and yeah, we hate making fun of y'all, so we opened it up recently, um, because like I said, money's money. We definitely appreciate the support. And if there are folks out there who want to hear our thoughts, our honest-to-goodness scouts honor thoughts on your work, step up, and we will let you know exactly what we think. Who dares? <laughs> Face us, cowards! Face a worthy foe! <laughs> so this time we got Young Seagull and Catharsis and other ghost stories uh, requested yeah. by Young Seagull himself. So here we are, RC. I think I can start us off Okay. with, with, with track number one as I'm listening to it. You know, yeah. minute and 58, just a generic sounding club track. So I'm like, okay, what exactly am I in for right now? Because it's a generic sounding club track with the title Paint Peeling Off of Model Dinosaurs. And I'm like, what's happening? What what am I listening to? You have to make note that it is an instrumental track, too. I don't even know what genre it would fall into. It's just kind of like general... It's like rave, (laughs) maybe? So I wasn't exactly set up. Uh, the best way by this intro. Um, I thought it was simple and repetitive. I thought it was okay, especially as just like a two-minute intro. I wasn't expected to be blown away by it. So when we get into the second track, we get into the the fucking meat and potatoes. Ooh, tell us the title. Uh, How do you say that? Uh, I I was hoping you would. (laughs) Ah, Well, there you go. I did not write down the spelling. (laughs) Yeah, I know he says it at one point. I honestly, I don't remember. Um, mm-hmm. Production takes a huge step down. In oh, boy. Two. And as soon as he starts rapping, <laughs> it's just like you're hearing the music. You're like, all right. It's, it's kind of, you know, the weird sort of sound. And then you hear the audio quality and the rapping. And it's just, uh-oh. <laughs> but even with that... The flow's kind of bad. Yes, and oh my god, like, there, on the next track especially, this one actually isn't as awful, like, for for an introduction to what this is going to sound like, this isn't the worst of this, but as you get into the next track, it straight up sounds like fucking your boy Chuggalo, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> I'll oh, smash Chug-o. the fucking egg, that's why I'm street. <laughs> 
Oh god, a fucking show. This is the kids buy my album. That's how I get ass. You know, it's that type of flow where it's like very herky jerky, and it's like even if there is a good punchline, it just sounds so like awkward and stilted with the like the white boy awkward flow thing that it's just like it's hard to even give you points for any cleverness because it's so like weirdly delivered, you know. I was gonna say, if the quality was a little bit better, I might be able to overlook it. The flow in the mid part is specifically my problem. Spent six figures on capital gains, changed everything when I took the reins, then it just goes to transient travelers, everyone temporary, death just birth, wombless cemetery, everyone broken, (laughs) going through the motions, spend money, make money, death still approaching. Just very like, ooh. That last line did kind of, like, at least hit in an interesting way. Spend money, make money, death still approaching? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 like, in that way where it feels like there should be an extra line coming, but then it doesn't, and you're only left with those really cold, weird-sounding synths. Like, it affected me in that very, like, you know, like, hey, even if it's not, like, high-quality whatever, I still appreciate a fucking MF Doom, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, sure. It, yeah, if you can still make it work, but this needed a little bit more tweaking. This, if he had like added some more gritty something to his like to the vocal effects or something like that, and made it like fit more, and you know, of course, worked on the flow a little bit more. Like I could imagine the same things that he's saying working, but it's just like mm, he just didn't pay attention to this as much, and it's just like because you want to hear that someone actually is like on the beat in that way, because that takes the enjoyability out of it. Because now I'm listening to someone trying and not listening to a song you know what i mean third track though yeah there's no fucking um <laughs> fucking bovine spongiform encephalopath you know no one knows what the fuck that means so it means mad cow disease for those who <laughs> but still <laughs> there, there's a couple tracks i mean i had to look it up i didn't know i wasn't fucking with this one at all because no. we're doing a review i'm gonna give a word of, of advice also if you are a dude who raps like this and makes this kind of music don't do songs like this where the it's the diss track to no one in particular, it was very embarrassing. Um, I took a quote. I rap like I'm old and wise. You rap like you're euthanized. Boy, stop. Here's a critique. My eyes glaze over every time that you speak. First of all, that's not a critique. That is right. just a thing you're saying. That that's a. That, I guess that's just. It's an insult, not really a critique. But then it goes, boy, stop. Your outlook is bleak. The whole last track was bleak. And he Don, had dude. one line where he said, you crack under pressure like dollar store coat hangers. I was like, okay, that's that okay. Clever. Yeah. See, this is the really frustrating thing about young seagull is every so often he will say something that's like, huh. Absolutely. But it's like, huh. yeah. it's followed almost immediately by something that's like, hmm. Just the fucking how he goes back into the hook, like too raw for the game. Get off of me. Bovine sponge form encephalopathic. What? It's all arbitrary. We're both dying. It's like, like the way this song came off, it's like someone who was battle rapping someone and then in the middle of it had their existential crisis dread and they're just like, oh no, we're both dying anyway. It doesn't even matter. So it's just like, you've got the energy of someone who sounds like they're about to diss me, but then they're just like, get sad. And I'm like, what, what was happening here? Stay in the union. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> stupid motherfucker. Get Stay away from me. me. Chronic wasting disease was... At least interesting. Uh, it started off with the, you got the worst kind of big dick energy. That definitely got my attention. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the whole track is, again, kind of named a, another neurological disorder. But this time, it's about toxic masculinity specifically. Very targeted. Right. 
um, topic, so I did appreciate that. I thought there were decent enough ideas, but the execution was pretty weak. I yeah. wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah, The no, next it... two songs specifically, I actually um, did enjoy. You're kind of cheating with 24 Hours, CVS Pharmacy. It's not a rap song, it's another instrumental, but I was definitely absolutely here for it. This dreary, somber, atmospheric instrumental. and It's called 24 Hours, CVS Pharmacy. So I was assuming this is an abstract skit, you know, about that pharmacy that had been destroyed during a... Uh, you know, recent uprising, like what last year, or the year before. Oh, I did. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I see, that's what I was that. thinking. And I remember learning that like, Oh yeah. Like if you talk to people in that neighborhood, they're like, Oh yeah, that place was like price gouging all the fucking time. So we didn't give a shit about that place anyway. Oh shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I really, I really liked that track a lot. I like the little faint sound of sirens in the background mm-hmm. and the next track, uh, Cataplexy. Um, not bad. I thought on this yeah. album, it was the strongest cut. Especially in terms of what he's going for. Like, I mean, this feels like the, the theme song of the album, right? The existential grind and what you know about these flesh vaults we arrived in. Where it's just yeah. like, well, that's just a weird, like, sort of, like, just thing to make me think about as a lyric. You know what I mean? Lyrics and production. I thought it was ticking all the boxes on that one. For sure, for sure. So I was I like, like all right, that was actually pretty good. Um, Ski Mask Tornado. Not so much. Again, he didn't feel, like, equal to the beat. Like, you know, it feels like like the beat and him are, like, in two different places. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, he comes in with the line, Rap Jackie Chan, do all my own stunting. Anytime he does the, like... Like, he even mentions at one point, like, Oh, man, isn't it weird that I juxtapose, like, rap cliches up against existential dread? It's like, I mean, I, I, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> if he didn't point it out, maybe. Yeah, I feel like Thomas Gambino did it in a way that was more, like, incorporative of something bigger that you can really get into, you know what I'm saying? I pointed out that this was the second track on the album where he fucking makes a reference to a lollipop. And I got licks, like... Oh, yeah, hidden licks! <laughs> it's, like two, it's like two tracks on here. It's like, all right, I was willing to overlook it the one time. Two times is too much. You've got to realize how, how kind of silly this sounds. Uh, Puddle Mosaic. Um, didn't really have much to say about that one. Oh, this is the lyric where he says, Existential crisis next to rap tropes. Everything I'm saying got me walking down a tightrope. <laughs> yeah. And, but then again, like at the end, like I'm thinking like he's saying some weird shit that's at least making me think. And then like right after his lyrics is like this weird synth that sounds like it's out of a rave song again. And it's like, oh, yeah. What is that's happening? Right. Where is this coming from? But I did like the one, you know, lyric, you know, he, he put, puts on the tough guy thing, which is not really believable for a lot of the time. Yeah. But, you know, like once or twice, like a lyric is clever. where He's like, you know, it's like, uh, I don't break a sweat if you square up. No chance. You know, we better throw a prayer up. I was like, OK, I kind of like, you know, a little bit of wordplay on there. But uh, yeah. And then the next song was just an instrumental, but I, I did actually kind of like it. Like, I liked how it sounded like this really cold, freezing synth kind of going on. You know what I'm saying? It felt like an unfinished compilation of different beats kind of crammed together. Like, hey, I've got these unfinished ideas. I don't want to just want to throw them away. It's like, this definitely was supposed to be a song, but he didn't have time. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's three and a half minutes, which is long for what it is, and I think if it would have been, it would have worked better if it was under a rap song with, like, rapping over it. Yeah, or at least something happening. On its own, it doesn't really work, uh, for me. Uh, rounding it up, I ended up with a, uh, one and a half. 
I gave it a two and a half. I, I, Ooh, wow, okay. Like, like, I at least want to give a, again, like, you know, understanding the barriers within which this independent artist is working. It's like, if, like I can see, like, if you did that tweak and, like, understanding the parameters that that you're working with, like, if you put some grit on the sound and maybe it's, like, some little fuzzy shit like there, like, that could cover for the fact that it sounds a little bit more lo-fi. You know True. what I'm saying? Like, you can yes. work with that aesthetic, but then there's still a thing of, like, nah, but you need to work on the flow in this aspect. Like, this would need to be redone and that sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I definitely see cool ideas where I can't be, like, no, nah, this is completely whack, but it's just, like... I definitely couldn't recommend it all the way. Like, this would need some more tweaking before I could say, you know, definitely check this out, you know? Yeah. Following that up... Oh, boy. We've got another listener-requested album, requested by Sean Armendariz. I believe so, yes. Sean Armendariz. And um, it's Aqualeo and Horrorscope. Yeah. Do you mind if I... Just preface this review w- with just a real quick. Um, oh, go off, King. <laughs> a, a short address to the audience. Um, well, like we said earlier, we absolutely appreciate when we get uh, album review requests. But I can't help but notice um, a lot of them kind of lately. And I'm not trying to insinuate that I think this is intentional or that people are being malicious. Uh, but there's a good bit of homophobia in the stuff being requested lately. Like, to the extent that, that you're saying, like, hey, is someone doing it? Like, you know, it's happening more on purpose. Like, I think it's just like, this is just the nature of this fucking beast. Now, with this album in particular, I was especially having my head in my goddamn hands because, holy shit, this is atrocious. This is just me addressing, I'm not putting up barriers or making rules here. I'm just asking people that, I don't know, they'd be a little considerate and know that you are forcing me to listen to homophobic shit and I don't really appreciate that. I just want to put that out there and let people know that because this album ruined my fucking day. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say this. It ruined my day. This album is so unnecessarily hateful that I don't know why anyone would want us to listen to this? Do you want us to critique it for being so homophobic? That's the only reason I could think that anyone would want us to listen to this. It's not good. It's not a good album. Anyway, even if it wasn't homophobic, it's still not a good album. It's still an average mediocre album, but I specifically want to get into it because of that. Because I, I think there's a very, really, uh, just a fun point to make about, about this. Because this, this album came out in 2016. Young Thug, he, he was wearing a dress on his album cover, and people were like, a dress? What in the world? The monocle's popping right off of Hip Hop's face. Never mind fucking 150,000 the person that he's actually, like, initially talking about. Did this shit, I'm pretty sure, in, like, 2003 and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Never um, mind the fact this motherfucker's totally ripping off 150,000 style. I've got a sort of Pepe Silvia uh, corkboard in front of me trying to map out what the fuck where the fuck this song goes <laughs> yeah that is so oh this is so this is so like trying to be conscious rap this is the absolute worst of that fucking conscious rap oh because i'm not mainstream i'm, I'm spitting the real shit and yet and still as we'll get to every other fucking track on this album is all about fucking baby twist that ass and shake that ass and fucking i'm about to smoke some weed and probably but guys shouldn't be wearing dresses that's just immoral <laughs> like what <laughs> 
it starts off criticizing Andre. Andre is wearing a dress, and he did a feature uh, with Frank Ocean, which I guess was an insult. He mentions Andre dissing uh, strippers and blames his relationship with Erica Badu, which that gets glossed over real quick. Ooh, and that was the point where I started, like, my ears particularly perked up. Because I was thinking, again, as I first heard this, didn't know who this was. I was thinking, oh, hey, this is going to be like, this is going to be like that Johnny Five song where it's like, hey, I'm criticizing, you know, my favorite artist. Because I feel like that was kind of messed up when you said right. that. Right. You yeah, know, it's all like, about that. Yeah. Yeah. But. It's like the way that he says it, it's like, oh, you must have been criticizing those girls for making money because you wanted to wear a dress. Like, I could not figure out why that even got brought up. Because like I said, he switches gears and changes topics right away. He fucking talks about like, like, oh, even if it was like, oh, I'm dissing someone and critiquing them, whatever. This one part where he like disses like Erica Badu and Andre Thousand's relationship and says, oh, this must have been why you broke up. It's like, whoa, whoa. Like, that's not just, oh, I'm calling shit out. That's a diss track. This isn't fucking. So, but he's trying to act like, I'm just trying to make you think. But it's just like, nah, you're like literally going like, oh, your relationship must have went bad because you like wearing dresses. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What in the fuck are you talking about? This is where it gets a little confusing for me. He mentions and makes references to Outkast being, like, the biggest thing in music, and then immediately switches gears to CeeLo. He mentions wearing colored dreads and perms, and then asks, I can't tell if he's asking Andre or CeeLo how he would feel if he was raped, and, like, I could only make a comparison because CeeLo said that shitty stuff. But see, here's the thing. I think you're giving him too much credit like I was trying to do. I think do, so, too. Because I think well, he's just talking about that Niles Barkley performance where he was wearing the wedding dress. And oh, Danger Jesus. Mouse was wearing the, the, you know, the groom, the husband's dress. That's right. I forgot but, all about that. But again, like, even as someone who, like, doesn't know dig about drag, whatever, like, I didn't even consider that drag. I just considered that being ridiculous because every time Niles Barkley performs, they did, like, the one time they did something with the fucking Muppets. One time they yeah. did something dressed like Star Wars. Oh, this time they're <laughs> looking like they're, like, married. Like, clearly they're not getting married unless there was, like, this thing about them actually having a relationship. So you understand? Like, it's not, like, so for him to even, like, get offended at that is, like, that's not even, like, an intelligent thing to be offended by because that was so clearly meant to be a costume for for a performance that wasn't like oh I'm coming out as someone who likes wearing wedding dresses it's not like he's fucking Dennis Rodman it was clearly yeah. a performance you know and so it just shows like how fucking skittish this motherfucker is it's like oh someone wearing a dress oh no we can't have that that would ruin the family and that would ruin the black family dude we gotta get into this shit the fucking dumb shit this fucking fake deep shit he gets into in the second half, um, he he turns his attention to, I think, Jay-Z, and he talks about how men rappers are emasculated by, quote, bitches, and must be, quote, bitches themselves, because they lose rap battles to rappers who rap for the bitches, and I assume he's referencing Meek Mill and, and or Drake. Drake, maybe? Because he mentions Drake earlier. Uh, he brings it back around. I guess he's blaming uh, the feminization of modern rappers as a whole on Andre wearing a dress one time. And again, like you could all trace it back to that. Is that what I'm fucking supposed to get from this? 
and again, it's like this sort of thing where it's just like, oh, you know, oh, you're bringing up Drake and oh, it's these soft ass rappers and, and that's bad for having rappers that are soft. No, the problem with Drake is that he's acting like he's this soft ass rapper when he's really like clearly still just as misogynistic as the hardcore rapper. He's a rapper. dick, yeah. That's, that's the, thing. the problem he's, he's with him. Not that he's making rap too soft. That's not the issue. <laughs> it's very frustrating also that this is another album where there's very little lyrics online to read along with. I did my best. Address is all about Andre. All the things you had mentioned are all in readdress, where all of right, the right. vague uh, homophobia is stripped away, and he just presents to you this fucking classic homophobic theory about everything being blamed on homosexuals, even to the point of saying that men rape women to prove that they're not gay. So even there, he's I like blaming rape what the fuck on was going on. Everything comes back around. And just like, we'll eventually talk about this guy more. I, I don't want to spend too much more time on this topic in, in particular, but Priceless is the worst. Um, he breaks it down at the end of Address being like, well, I've just talked all this time about all these things. I presented to you all of these thoughts of mine. And the bottom line, he literally just says, girls wearing blue and boys wearing pink. Like... <laughs> It's it's just not okay. I I don't like it. I... <laughs> that is the one thing where everyone should just go, oh okay. Like they realize, <laughs> oh he's he's just like just mad at everything. Then like the, the even most base level gender roles. I can't handle it. But you know, he, he literally says, I just can't handle it. I just can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. No fucking shit. As soon as he said that lyric, like, the first thing I thought of was, hey, but wasn't it in, like, the early 20th century, like, people actually thought, like, pink was the more masculine color and blue was the more feminine color because blue was lighter and pink felt, oh, yeah. like, more passion and related to red? So, like, even on this basis, and even then it was still kind of, like, you know, uh, uh, gender roles in its, its own way. It's still silly, but, yeah. But just expressed in a different way, but that just goes to show how much these things don't really matter. <laughs> Priceless throughout the album uh, drops a lot of really ignorant uh, gems. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the other guy either, AC High. I actually, wait, who had the deeper voice? Priceless. I at least liked him because I don't think he was in the first and last track at all. That was all uh, you, you Is that AC? Boy. Yeah, I think that was just him. Because I know the other dude brings up a lot of really shitty stuff throughout the album, too. Yeah, he, he does later. At least he didn't initially leave the bad taste in my mouth, so that when he came in, it was like, oh, good, so, someone else. <laughs> I, I get this feeling, and we, we didn't even mention that, like, these are fucking, like, Tech 9 like, cronies. Yeah, man, I couldn't even believe I was like, it, oh. It's, mm. it's like, um, it's like Twisted to ICP. Oh, I saw the music video. Yeah, the one where it's like, Again, it was like a 10-minute video about the dress, and it's him, like, carrying a dress, and he's like, I can't believe my favorite rapper would wear a dress. Oh, no, what does this mean? Does it, wait, wait, if he's gay, and, and I'm listening to music by a gay dude, does that make me a homo by association? Like, what? <laughs> and I'm dragging this, dragging this white dress to this Benjamin <laughs> gravestone. Whose is that? Why are you filming know. in a graveyard, you fucking creep? Everything about the video is awful like 
the super it's cringy. So bad. I got he, dudes popping up behind gravestones with the goddamn Tech Nine makeup on. Everything about it is so fucking embarrassing. This yeah. album is really fucking embarrassing, and it strikes <laughs> it strikes me as odd that these two are Tech Nine adjacent. That the air they present, priceless specifically is that they're like the worst kind of Christians where they're super homophobic, they're super misogynistic, but they maintain this fucking holier than thou attitude right. that like they're always in the right and there's nothing wrong with us. We just don't like when women are like, it's weird. Why would you take the time to mention Andre talking about sex workers in the first track? And then like later in the album, we'll fucking get, to that i feel like we need to do some skipping around because some songs are yeah. way worse than other oh, ones i mean and most of these songs are just fucking generic fucking like literally you can listen to anyone other than this who's doing this type of style any fucking 2006 rapper from texas who's doing this type of style at the very least it doesn't start and end with this weird transpo you know what i'm saying like they at least give you the common courtesy of not spilling out their fucking you know <laughs> hateful ideologies uh at the beginning and end of their fucking albums Ooh, just to make you feel like they're so smart <laughs> in it hit it and get back are both are all like yeah yeah, yeah okay whatever like there's really nothing there it's it's very two whatever three, it's, yeah it's in it and hit it like it's just <laughs> this generic fuck i'm pretty sure like the after the first track and the one about texas like all these hooks could have been fucking interchangeable like straight up and down i thought texas was better than any track up till that point um i really liked the sound of the intro there's a lot of very interesting production on this beat that i'm that i am a fan of it's just a shame that they end up ruining it with just ignorant and generic bullshit it was disappointing to me that there was such a cool little production thing at the beginning and then it just led up to him going i'm from texas bitch like oh that's the payoff i was kind of hoping for something more interesting than that but that's just where we're at and you're just gonna repeat that throughout the whole fuck song too okay on the first track you said he only dissed andre 3000 but no he also dissed uh, kanye as well he does mention kanye yeah that's true jesus all he does is throw bitch fits is that his clothes or his bitch shit wait clothes Bitch shit? Wait, clothes. Bitch shit? In particular, clothes is bitch shit? Then that's what's really going on is bitch shit. Ooh. Yo, he thought he <laughs> fucking killed it. <laughs> he was on his fucking officer. Officer, 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 yeah. officer. <laughs> he thought he fucking cracked the code. Get it? it was like, officer Whoa. from overseer. <laughs> Look, every like at least then it's like, oh yeah, I, I wasn't aware of that. Thank you, Chris. But what the fuck is this? Like, oh no, it was the end of the song where he ended it with like, won't stop till I'm greater than Belvin. Who's that? Who's that? These nuts got him. That doesn't work because the joke is that he was saying a punchline that he was saying a wordplay that people didn't know and the joke was these nuts like like you know like i'm fucking crank gaggers jesus christ i'm giving like <laughs> this is i'm giving credit to goddamn crank gaggers but at least on that episode it was like oh do you you know snoop dogg was like do you like cds or tapes and it's like oh i like cds like well cds nuts in your motherfucking mouth like it's a bad joke but at least it's a joke <laughs> like but he's just like I'm gonna be cool like that guy. Who's that guy? D's nuts. Got him. <laughs> that that wasn't funny. <laughs> That's a fucking Borat level understanding of right. Jokes. <laughs> this suit is not black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like um, Texas at least 
I liked at one point it kind of made this interesting point where oh yeah people are ripping off texas and, and and that is true again there are things like there's like peppers of truth throughout this album where it's like that is true people were ripping off texas like you could specifically say like drake was like ripping off you know the sort of ugk style like yeah you could make that point it was like a string of cultural references that kind of got clever and this is what i got out of it he kind of gives a shout out to the hive and i assume that's beyonce's beehive texas okay and then he says, don't mess with Texas after mentioning uh, Kennedy's assassination in Dallas. Yeah, what? <laughs> and he mentions 9-11. So yeah, I got I... from that is, okay, Texas is so badass that they'll assassinate a president. And because W. Bush was from Texas... And he allegedly was behind 9-11. Is that what you're getting at You're there? trying too hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying, dude. <laughs> like, you wouldn't just say these things, right? Like, there's got to be a meaning. The guys are too emotional and feminine bullshit comes back up in uh, Now and Later's another just kind and that of... that was a song I wanted to like. I wanted to, too. I yeah. thought the chorus was pretty cool. I liked mm. the singing on that one. The little vaporwave beat was all right. Yeah, it felt a little obvious, but, you know, <laughs> maybe in 2016 it wasn't as obvious. <laughs> like, they couldn't help but fucking go there. Like, they have to throw it in there. Guys are too emotional. It's like, all and right. Again, like, the hook, just completely interchangeable. I was just thinking, like, they could have said this on, like, track two and three, and I wouldn't have been able to tell what what's the difference between it being on this song in particular that's using this sort of fucking ti level you know of meme sampling you know <laughs> like remember when di you know ti did the maya maya <laughs> it's like oh okay <laughs> but you know he kind of made it work <laughs> rain eddie kane brazil and ho out just an unrelenting barrage and pretty woman i forgot pretty woman man Man, oh man, these are all really bad. By the time I got to Brazil, you know, uh, the third or fourth song about how, girl, you need to shake that ass and bounce it on this dick while I spend all this cash. And I'm like, so are the artistic endeavors like this? Is this what we're supposed to be focusing on? Uh, song after song of interacting with women is little more than sex objects? Yes, that's that, that'll save the fucking children. That, that's more enlightening for the black community than, what, what was it you had a problem with? Uh, uh, wearing fabrics of clothing that don't strictly wrap around a person's individual legs is that is that is that what you had the problem with oh geez thank god horoscope is steering kids away uh, to a more wholesome path no 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 kilts for these kids just listening to music about how you're getting bitches that are you know hot like chicks from brazil and you know all that morally upstanding music about how you need to bend over now show me how you twist it on the dick yeah oh and then and then oh yes it was specifically brazil where it was like the first half of the song is like bend Nova, baby, let me see. And then the second verse by your boy Priceless was like, oh, people aren't into religion as much and stop following Jesus and follow Jesus. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? How dare you pull a fucking won't someone think of the children on the same song where not a minute ago where you were like, bitch, but no, let me see that ass. But only if it's in a straight relationship, though. Because <laughs> otherwise it would be morally not upstanding. <laughs> You're gonna go from the first track where you mention 
well, how would you like it if you were a girl and you got raped too? You're casually making rape jokes in Brazil. But then, yeah, Priceless, he cannot fucking help himself. Whenever he chimes in, it's always like the very end of the song. And I don't know if they were trying to make a point or a statement by having Priceless at the end here, but he goes out of his way to talk some real high and mighty shit on drug pushers, uh, protesters, and other rappers, while the whole rest of the track was all about that shit. If you're trying to make some statement about duality or whatever, you failed. Because it's just super jarring. When the whole rest of the track is supposed to be fucking party rap whatever, and then Priceless with his fucking monotone, bored as fuck... Well, now I've got to be the voice of reason, fucking schoolmaster <laughs> now, we've bullshit. We've had some fun, but uh, we got to talk about how it's only okay for guys to have sex with women uh, outside of marriage. <laughs> Ho out is one of the worst examples of priceless bullshit. Okay, <laughs> the chorus is awful. Uh, you you got to let it go to hoe out. Okay, the message at first: <laughs> this woman, she's a sex worker. She she dances at a club. Yeah, and at first. It sounds like, you know, you just got to let her get her hoe out. You, you think it's some Denzel Curry shit, like, you know, l- let her be what she wants to be. Yeah, she going to shake her ass, she going down to the front, you know. Yeah, it's very whatever. <laughs> it seems pretty positive. They even mention, um, new shoes, you pay for them. New boobs, you pay for them. Say what you want, but she's still fine. Like, even up to that point, it's still siding with the sex worker, being like, hey, you know what, you're paying to see them. Then fucking priceless pops up with the well you know she's only a dancer because she's actually afflicted with a porn addiction and working through emotional trauma brought on by her parents (laughs) he says he isn't judging but that he wants to start a discussion about people who shame dancers but his stance is hey maybe they're damaged people who dance their pain away yeah because only sex workers can only be people who have been emotionally damaged sex workers couldn't possibly i don't know enjoy their line of work and want to do it that's impossible someone being emotionally sexually damaged could possibly have something to do with outside of them being a sex worker like there are people who have been sexually raped that didn't go into sex work so what about those people god <laughs> like, damn it i hate it so fucking much yeah um, it's so trying to be more this is the fucking fake deep shit we're so trying to be morally upstanding and the thing is it's like if if he would have not had the first enclosing track like this it was especially the closing track that just makes it so fucking annoying you would have at least been like all right it's a little moralized a little preachy but i had a good time with some of the beats in the production but man just the fact that it's like open and closed with that just makes any moralizing that continues to come up just that much more annoying with like just knowing that it's so just delightfully fucking misinformed (laughs) like you know just like wow you don't know anything but you really think you're smart (laughs) you know Pretty Woman is the track where the uh, man plus man, life is deleted, homophobia shows up again. Thank you very much, Priceless. But this is the song that also has this really annoying, I know that, I know that, I know that, and the won't hold back, won't... It's so fucking repetitive and obnoxious, I can't fucking stand it. They do so much obnoxious shit on this album that it's so off-putting. I don't know why anyone <laughs> would actually enjoy an almost hour of this. This is a real. This is one of the worst albums I've heard in a while. From like straight a straight up and fucking down. Somewhat bigger artist, I guess. I've never heard of them before. Now, like I thought, Celebration was 
okay. Celebration Priceless was good. doesn't drop any ignorant shit for fucking <laughs> exactly. once. Uh, I like the 80s, you know, Zap Roger Troutman sounding sample. You know, that was yeah, kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, it, it took my mind off of the sea of troubles that is this album. <laughs> I thought Most High was the best song on the album. Hmm. It it um it does have some again pointless casual homophobia, of course, because that's mm-hmm. just their deal. But I thought the verses were pretty good. But then to fucking same beat ass readdress, like bookends. Man, and listening to it for the first time was so just like, oh, like I I I'll never forget. <laughs> the way my stomach dropped. <laughs> Just like, get ready to experience that feeling again. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, good. That's great. And yeah, you mentioned it before, the fucking chopped and screwed. The He, st- he raps for about a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Then it slows down. So, you know, you don't miss any of oh, these yeah. gems oh, that he's dropping. You know, he might be talking too fast for y'all to understand. <laughs> he really, he, this is stuff you really need to hear. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got a generous two. I wish I got a zero. Uh, I got a one and a half. <laughs> Dude, th- and I specifically was like, wow, this was worse than the indie album that... Like, I was ready to, like, be like, oh, well, okay, this is going to be, like, uh, you know, roll the up the album had infinite more charm. <laughs> it had fucking I'll say heart. that. Yeah. <laughs> no homophobia, to my recollection. <laughs> exactly. Actually, quite a progressive message. In what yeah, that's home. true. Maybe a little convoluted, but, you know, at least it's there. <laughs> and look, I said this before, too. Even if this album wasn't just riddled with pointless, hateful homophobia. It's still not that good anyway. Yeah, it's not even like a, mm, dang, but the music's so good, oh, you're not gonna get this type of experience anyway. It's like, no, it's if you wanna hear the average rap album, but with even more homophobia, but he thinks he's clever by doing it, and that's what no one wants. <laughs> like, So I can't even finish that sentence. <laughs> trash i'll say thank you uh to the people who did request (laughs) the albums though i mentioned this before when when there are some rappers who will casually drop uh, homophobic slurs but when it's this this overt when it's this egregious when it's this overt i would like honestly i would appreciate just giving us kind of a heads up that it's going to be this hateful so I don't just start listening to an incredibly homophobic album not knowing what the fuck I'm getting myself in for. And like I said before, it ruining my mood for the whole fuck day. There are, you know, albums where it's just like, hey, uh, I don't know, a fucking Nelly album where maybe he says the F word. But this song is like, no, if you're requesting this, like, motherfucker, you didn't miss this. <laughs> I mean, either you agree with it or you were like, ooh, this is going to be, you know, spicy hearing them take this down. You know what I mean? Like, And if that's the case, let us fucking know what it is beforehand. Like, if that was the point, I would like to know that instead of being surprised by it. And I'm not trying to shame this person too much, but I want to send a message to future people like this isn't appreciated. <laughs> It has a right to exist. That's fine. And if you want DR fucking thoughts on it, whatever. But yeah, I would either like to know what I'm getting myself in for so I could at least brace myself for it or maybe request something else. But that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Going Off. 
Thank you very much for checking us out this week. And if this happens to be your first time checking us out, all of our old episodes are on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You should be able to find all of our episodes there. You can play some catch-up. If you've got some downtime, and we all do at this point, <laughs> all of our other links are provided in the link trees, uh, so you can follow us on Twitter, follow us on YouTube, Patreon, or individual Kofis. If there's an album that you would like to request us review, like uh, like the two albums this week, uh, you can head on over to Kofi, that is ko-fi.com slash off. that's G-O-I-N-O-F-F. $60 right now. Uh, for a just regular album review. And um, like the Young Seagull album, if you produce an album yourself and you want to hear our thoughts on it, that is $70. Uh, and we'll let y'all know when we decide to lower the price again. It's just going to be a while because we are very inundated and we just want to... We just want to be able to be like, okay, there's only these left. Now open the floodgates again. Exactly. <laughs> like maybe get 10 or 15 before we yeah, do I that. Just every now and then we're like, eh, is mine going over? Like, I'm so sorry. I just... I, and I know they probably aren't even like feeling that way about it, but like when you get more than one message of someone be like, when's mine coming up? It's like, look, guys, you're all more than one people. And I, <laughs> I just want to like show you the cue. Like, look, exactly. this <laughs> This is how many people requested before you. It's going to take a while. I'm sorry. It's just the nature of the beast. That's how it goes. That about does it for this week's show. And until next time, for going off, I'm Muse. I'm Rap Critic. And I ain't doing fake for a motherfucking lane.